Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Tony. And we're book lovers. Who are lazy? Welcome to part two of our horror recommendations list. If you haven't listened to part one just yet, go back and listen to it first. Thanks. Right, what's next? So, horror comedy. Let's get slight in the tone. <laughs> so... Literally anything by Grady Hendrix, but as I've put him into two categories, specifically in this one, okay, my best friend's exorcism, right? Which is fun. It's set in the eighties. It's full of nostalgia. Yeah, and it's literally about these two girls that are best friends, and one of them gets possessed, and no one believes her friend that she's possessed. Yeah, and it's just fun. Okay, horrific. But fun and full of eighties nostalgia. Okay, That's all I, I like can that. say, really. Right. Like, yeah, like she when she. I mean, obviously, it's not really a spoiler because it says in the title there's an exorcism. She's like by the power of Phil Collins and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, like it's all very teenage eighties fun. Um, I like that. Yeah, so like none of the adults take her seriously and she's like, she's literally throwing up black bile and the parents are just like, oh, she needs to go to church more and things like this, you know. It's all, it's all this is very... what happens when you don't eat your veggies. Yeah, <laughs> and like, she's like clearly like losing weight and losing her hair and blah, blah, blah and her parents take her to a doctor to check she's still a virgin, like. Oh, this God. kind of stuff yeah, they're like yeah, yeah. she's oh yeah they go to like a school that's kind of heavily catholic or something yeah and they're like oh she must have had sexual intercourse and this is like the sin coming out or something like that oh, it's God. just so ridiculous <laughs> and over the top and she like finds a, an exorcist like he's <laughs> like a bodybuilder or something and it is just cheesy and fun but it's still got like the horror element because it's a possession and there's a little bit of like body gore i guess because there's yeah. vomit and stuff yeah it's just really really fun yeah i like the sign of strongly that, yeah. recommend anything by grady hendrix to be honest he's mm. probably i mean he's an auto buy for me he's okay. amazing yeah i love him i don't think i've heard of love him love him but again basic horror bitch with my really reading your, yeah your genre reader is it <laughs> yeah so another one is one i recently read called the twisted ones by K T Kingfisher. I it was one of those books. I listened to it as an audio. Yeah. And it, I started it as an ebook and switched to audio, and I just stuck it as an audio. Okay. It's one of those books that it took me a while to really not get into it, but kind of pick up what they were doing. Okay. Like if that makes sense. Like I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then it got to a point that it clicked and I was like, oh, okay, like this is the kind of vibe you're going for. I think I went into expecting something okay. a lot more horror and a lot less comedy. Okay. If you get like she's the main character is very sarcastic. Yeah. Which is great. And she's one of the ones that she has a, a goth chick serve her at the coffee shop and she loves her and she's yeah. really sarcastic and I love her. So her nan dies and her nan was a horrible person and they had nothing to do with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. Her nan was married so she had and 
like got remarried. So she had a step granddad as well. Step granddad had already died at this point. Then the nan finally died, and her dad is quite unwell. So he asks her to go and clear out the house. Yeah, and she remembers her step granddad. She used to tell her all of these crazy stories about this other world and how creepy yeah. it was. And like he's always say, the twisted ones twisted their body. Something like that. There's like this little chant. And I've definitely okay. mentioned this before. And she starts clearing it all out and she start, and she finds like his diary and she starts getting really into like his going from sane to insane because of yeah. these twisted ones. And she starts having horror things happen to her. And she's oh. like Oh, she's the one that I think I definitely said this, that she's like, Oh, nothing can hurt me during the day. Yes, you have, yes. Yeah. And there's like so she's in bed one night and she hears something at her window and she looks out of like the corner of her eyes and there's like a skull of a deer or something is up at the window turning and looking. Okay. And she's like, I can't move because if I move it knows I'm awake and it can come in. <laughs> you know, like yeah, 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 that kind of actual what you'd have as logic if yeah. you found yourself in that situation. And yeah, she gets really into this world of the twisted ones and the twisted ones are fucking creepy yep. and the descriptions of them are fucking creepy <laughs> um, okay really yeah. good i can't really say much else yeah okay. <laughs> no i like it oh, there's a dog in it and i can, i will tell you right now the dog survives good because i will warn you if a, if a dog dies yeah <laughs> yeah really good really creepy but it has really funny moments that just of how you'd probably actually handle yeah like that. they could if they'd been written badly they would have been jarring but yeah they're not they're okay like, yeah i like it good book recently read it loved it next one is the last final girl by stephen graham jones stephen graham jones is another auto buy buy his books he's okay. amazing i love him he doesn't tend to do comedy they're more horror horror but this one is like slightly comedic so it's about a town that they get a slasher like someone who's slashing them and like killing people in the town and it follows like some teenagers who are like yeah it's like a slasher film basically from like the 90s okay which is my favorite genre and um (laughs) and it follows like some teenagers specifically this girl who's trying to get to the bottom of it because she thinks the police aren't doing a good job or whatever. Also, like, Riverdale vibes. Oh, kind of, yeah. yeah. And she's just really sarcastic because she's a teenager and she's an alternative teenager who doesn't fit in in her town. Not like other girls. Yeah, and she's she's just so funny and it's it's just fun. Yeah. It's just fun, that's it, really. Like, it's one of the only books of his that I've read... I've not finished his back catalogue because he's actually got a big back catalogue that I didn't realise. Yeah. Um, it's one of the only ones I've read that's like a comedy element to it. So, so if you want really a bit fun. of light relief. <laughs> yeah, really, really fun. I can lend it to you if you want. I've got it up there. <laughs> but yeah. You don't need to add to the pile. I know. <laughs> like, here's a bunch <laughs> what of horror are you doing? If you ever want to start horror and you're learning if these sound good, let me know. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be like, I'm not going to buy any. I'm no, just going to borrow yours. Got, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Horror retellings. (laughs) Both of which I've spoken about before, so... Okay, speak Just go back and listen to old episodes. (laughs) So, The Changeling by Victor Laval. Yep. Which we know what The Changeling is. Yep. It's like the... They sort the baby out. For one of their little... Yep. Yep, that's it, really. Okay. 
Dark. Good. Creepy. Uh, Frank Frankenstein in Baghdad by uh, uh, Ahmed <laughs> Sadawadi. Uh, Sad Sadawi. Sadawi. And it's translated by Jonathan Wright. Mm-hmm. It's a retelling of Frankenstein in Baghdad, set in the midst of the Iran War. Is Baghdad in Iran? Yeah, so, you know, Americans are going there, bombing the shit out of people, yep. getting involved in something they shouldn't have been in. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Um, someone puts those body parts together. Frankenstein puts yeah. those body parts together. The body parts that are left from bombings. So on and so forth. Interesting. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the creature that is made kind of feels it's his job to, I think, rid the world of bad people which is where like the killing aspect comes from because okay. obviously in Frankenstein have you read Frankenstein? No I've got it that's, that's another one I've not got around and to his monster actually isn't really a killer yeah even though I thought he was before I read the book mm-hmm. I thought he went on like a killing spree but he actually doesn't in the book it's all very like gothic horror you know yeah. <laughs> not overly Horrific. Both of them good, obviously, or I wouldn't have mentioned them. Right. Mm-hmm. YA horror books. Let's go. Yeah. So, first one is Wilder Girls by Rory Power, which is a body horror okay. book slash school. Very interesting one to read at the minute. So, it's about a school of girl, a girls' school. Yeah. Um, and they're on, like, an island somewhere. They get infected by a virus. Okay. Which makes them start, it kills some of them. And the ones that survive end up with like extra limbs, scales, talons, like these kind of things. And it's set after this has already happened. Right. They don't know what the virus was. They got cut off from the nearest town okay because they're on an island so the nearest town which happens to be a military town and has a military science base yes just okay it sends them like food once a week on a boat so was it the military that put them there no that that was where their school was okay on this island it was like mostly the kids there were from like military families and okay okay and so they're trying to well they're trying to survive with a with like a secondary thing of trying to work out what happened to them and whether they can overcome it. Yeah. And they wonder if the whole world's been infected by this virus or if it's just them. Things okay. like that. The school, which again is like a mansion obviously, it's set on this island and all around them is um, a forest and all the creatures, like the bears and wolves, have been infected and are now very right. violent and like so they basically can't leave the school okay it's quite good um it's got bi and lesbian characters the author is problem problematic i think the author it's come out that she was she's has been bullying other authors or something so maybe look into rory power before reading it which is annoying because i really enjoyed this book and i wanted to read her other book that came out but now Mm. i've been a little bit like "Mm." So yeah, I need to do some. I just need to research, mention that yeah. in case you, in case you want to look into it. Okay, next one, 
Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Cesare. <laughs> There's like two nopes right mm, off the bat. Yeah. Okay, what's it about? <laughs> uh, so I actually have a, a full review of this on my TikTok if you want to go and watch it. Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. So it's about a young girl called Quinn or something that is a unisex name that they tend to use in these okay. kind of things. I think she's called Quinn. Her and her dad moved to this small town. Her, uh, her dad's a doctor and the doctor recently just disappeared so they've hired him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out of a job so he was like, yeah, let's go. So he takes Quinn with him and she's all like, yeah, cheers. Her mum's recently died. So you go to this town that is really run down. It has nothing going for it anymore. It used to be, I'm going to say, a syrup okay. or sugar. Something like that. That used Something to be like their like main food produce, yeah. yeah. I used to be like their main thing. They've got a big factory and the mascot for that item was a clown. Right. So, you know, like the clown is painted on all the billboards around the town yeah, yeah. and blah blah blah. The town mascot is a clown. Um but whatever food it was, something either the crops failed or whatever food it was kind of went out of fashion i don't know the town's poor it's one of those towns that no one really has anything America to look does have a lot to like yeah that, it's one of like those. the industry left and that's basically very remote and people don't want to leave and yeah all the young people do tend to leave yeah and that is very much what this is about so it's about the young people versus the older generation yeah so the older generation feel like the younger generation have no respect. The younger generation uh, want to leave. They want to get out. Yeah. Like, they are very heavy into, like, streaming and YouTube and stuff like yeah. that. They know there's no future in that town. They know there's no jobs in that town. Yeah, they, they all care. just want to finish high school, go to college elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And the older generation all very much feel that the younger generation have no respect. And then one night... A clown hmm. starts very slashery, killing the younger generation. Okay. And, oh, right. I wonder who could be behind that. I mean, it's not. It's very much painted <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very well written. Okay. Very good. Very creepy, especially if you don't like clowns, which I also do not. Oh, I don't really have, like, a thing thing for clowns. It's just... You know, what was the year that there was, like, random clowns running around? That was literally, like, 2019. Oh, dear. That feels... It was, like, just before... Or 2018. I thought it was 2018. It was the year that American Horror Story Cult came out. 2018. Yeah. And it's ever since then that I've just been, like, Mm. a... I'd just rather not come across a clown in a darkened space. Yeah. Just a personal preference. So, if you don't like the idea of, like, looking out of your kitchen window into a dark cornfield and a clown coming out at night... Well, you should read this book, because you'd be very scared, actually. (laughs) um, I had a housemate who was, like, literally petrified of clowns. Mm. And then we used to go out on Halloween, and we'd act to the point where she'd, like, panic attack, basically, if she saw one. Mm. So we were all on clown watch, and it was just a case of all of us just, like bear hugging charlotte's face yeah. every time a clown was like in like in view like that year after it came out no yeah god no like it chapter one obviously mm. i can imagine it was clown central but i never i never had a 
probably like, I had clown toys when I was younger and people used to come over and be like, that's so creepy. And I'm like, I don't understand why this is creepy. I watched <laughs> it, the like, whichever, whenever it came mm. out, the Tim Curry one, like the 80s one, when I was too young to watch it. So I've yeah. always had a thing about clowns. Yeah, like I um, I used to, <laughs> I'm such a weirdo. I also used to collect por- porcelain dolls. <gasps> I had porcelain masks. And now oh, I look back yeah. and I'm like, why did I have them on my wall? But my used to friends that refused to sleep over. I'm like, why? <laughs> because you've What's got your nightmare problem? masks. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's just ten glass-eyed dolls oh. staring at you from opposite the bed. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have slept over. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, genuinely when I was younger, I was like, just stop being a baby. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. I can imagine that would be you. Yeah, I genuinely... Just get over it. I just collected... And they were like, have you not seen Chucky? I was like, it's not real. <laughs> That's the kind of child I was with. Chucky's not real. Do you think that... My dolls are pretty. Do you think that you would feel different now? Maybe not about those dolls, but like now, would you get scared of something that's not real? Even though you know it's not real? I think the irrational part of me is worse now. When I was younger, I used to be just like, like it's not it's no real. no fear at all. Um... Or like, I don't know, like, <laughs> one time, so we had a relative who passed away, a great grandma, and to comfort my brother, I told him that my parents, our parents would die one day. <laughs> <laughs> Technically correct. <laughs> my, my dad is literally sat on the bed crying yeah. about, I think they've just broke the news to us. And, don't worry. And I was like, don't worry, mummy and dad will die one day. Like, I literally said that. <laughs> that is hilarious. So that's the kind it. of child I was, and then... Now, I'm the kind of person that... So, there's a person I cat sit for, and she has some, like, inherited teddies. So, there's one of those teddies with, like, the eyes. And a bunch of creepy-ass, cuddly toys. So, that's the one that also had the... Um, the, oh, the cupboard thing. The, the, the cupboard thing. with the windows. Yeah. And the mannequin that she uses as a towel rack, because <sighs> why not? And it's that woman's house. She's and just trying to scare you. <laughs> I don't know. So she, but she deliberately. Last time I went there, she'd moved the teddies from the spare bedroom to the room she sleeps in, just for me. Oh, so because she knew they freaked her out. All the teddies were facing. She was like, and she just sent me a text like, "Why are all the teddies facing the wall?" And I was uh. like, "Because they were staring into my soul. <laughs> they were trying to kill me." Yeah, and then she's got one like cat statue that's just so looks like, and every time I'm like, "Oh, cat," and. <laughs> oh in the God. middle of the night I'm like cat oh. <laughs> so that's definitely something she has no fear yeah but she's also like really paranoid about living home alone and she like locks everything including windows she won't sleep with but the win- then she's got like creepy mannequins yeah she won't sleep with the windows open but she'll have like death toes. I mean I guess those are protecting her against tangible threats rather than imaginary threats of a teddy so maybe it's just a bit more rational but I'm not here for it Oh no, Teddy's can easily She's get a really possessed. creaky house as well, and if as the house cools down, the floorboards upstairs sounds like someone walking back and forth, and I'm just there like, oh, this is how I die. <laughs> oh. Um, and that didn't start until I got older. Yeah. I think after a couple of delightful jobs of mine have left me with some anxiety type things, mm. I think it's since then. Yeah. I'm I've... just less able to switch off the irrational part of me. I've got worse as I've got older. Yeah. And then, as you said, like, my anxiety and depression has got worse, which has obviously affected it quite a lot. Yeah. And since I'm a mum, I'm definitely more irrational about perceived fears now. Yeah. Because must protect. (laughs) Yeah. Must protect. Must protect against the demon shadow I just saw in the hallway. (laughs) 
Yes, 100%. Honey, could you just come here? (laughs) Mommy's not going to come in the hallway. I'm not coming to you. You can come to me. It'll be a game. (laughs) Run very fast. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay there till morning. (laughs) (laughs) Just pay the bed. It's fine. (laughs) I would much rather change your sheets. I'll do a bit in the morning, yeah. (laughs) Then get out of bed right now. I'm scared. But please don't be scared. There's nothing to be scared of, darling. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've done used to do the monster check when I was a child, but now I do the monster check as an adult. Yeah. When they like cats it for various family like friends or I'm in a house that's not mine. I'm like, I'm just gonna check under the bed, even though I know the bed's full of stuff and no one can get under there. Just to double check. I just check like because you, to me it's not even like there'd be a monster, it'd be like someone has realise I'm a girl in this house alone and has gone under the bed to wait for me. That's what I think. And then I'm just like, well, I have to check now. I would be like, oh, someone under there has clearly got a knife and is going to get my Achilles. Yeah. I better check that if they're yeah. there or not. Yeah. And then like, if there's a bed with like a slight gap between me and the wall and I'm like, I am not looking down that gap because there's going to be an eye <sighs> yeah, looking in up that gap. Like, I just would rather not know. You can stay there. <laughs> It's like that thing of, like, if my leg's out of the cover, it can be chopped yeah. off, but if it's tucked in, safe. I'm perfectly safe. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of, yeah, that irrational stuff has definitely gotten worse as I've gotten older. I don't know why. <laughs> like that woman in the in the book, the twisted one. Yeah. Like, they can attack me in the daytime, I'm safe. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, so, Frozen Charlotte by Alex Bell. There's a prequel that came out after but i do recommend reading frozen charlotte first i can't remember what the prequel is called and this is about creepy dolls you know do you know what frozen charlottes are no i'm gonna show you okay they are creepy af and they are for children and if a parent bought this for me when i was a child i would have called child line um (laughs) (laughs) so these are frozen charlotte dolls I mean, to be fair, it's my parents who let me have a, a room full of clowns and dolls. <laughs> oh, God, no. And you get them. Why is it frozen? Was it actually frozen? Like, no, what? so the I story is... To... So, frozen Charlotte dolls, they're like little um, enamel or ivory dolls you get for kids and they sew little outfits for them. Now, oh, the my. story behind it, the reason they're called frozen Charlotte is because... There was a young woman who is, you know, in the past, who went on a sleigh ride with her boo when they were courting and her outfit was so good she refused to wear a cape even though it was snowing, a cloak even though it was snowing. And she froze to death on the sleigh whilst they were riding around. Okay. And they made little dolls of them to give girls to make them clothes to keep them warm. Is this like a Victorian thing? Or yeah. Is this... yeah. Yeah, okay. but the dolls are go. still... You can still buy them. They were all on eBay. Like... <sighs> so, Frozen Charlotte. <laughs> right, yeah. It's about a whole bunch of these dolls oh. <laughs> <laughs> that want to kill. <laughs> of course they do. You made an effigy of a girl that froze to death. <laughs> of course they're haunted. <laughs> So, a teenage girl goes to visit her uncle and his kids. 
who for some reason moved into a haunted mansion on an island in the middle of Scotland or something. Of course. <sighs> it's an old schoolhouse, of, of course. course. <laughs> and uh, when she gets there, weird things are happening. The kids are acting weird. The dad's acting weird. She can hear scrabbling in the walls that sounds like little hands <laughs> the prequel oh i think it's called charlotte says okay is when the house was a school <laughs> and how the dolls got there right right yeah and created a haunted mansion school mansion on this oh god it's really good it's very yeah. atmospheric it's ya so it's very much about what could be rather than yeah like your imagination yeah. yeah i mean there is plenty to work with there yeah not gonna lie i'm already creeped out just yeah, describing yeah. it when i read the frozen charlotte book i'm not gonna lie i had night terrors for a while where i woke up sweating as an adult oh yeah i can guarantee you i'm not reading that one i'm no. afraid no that's fine good books really good books yeah i have reread them since and was just as creeped out and had nightmares yeah, there was, <laughs> was another thing I did to my family. <laughs> I had a I had a doll that was like I got second hand at a charity shop. I don't know why I picked it up, but it's the most hideous thing. Did or you was, just think it'd be creepy? Or it was a family friend gave it to me, but it was missing an arm. Oh. And it had a weird creepy bowl cut and no clothes. Yeah, sounds and like a so what cover. I what I started doing was just leaving it in random places around the house. So like as though it was trying to open the door, once put it outside like people's bedroom windows. Your parents um, should have called Childline and you. I wasn't even, I was a teenager oh. at that point as well. <laughs> like, I was like, you just 18. <laughs> but yeah, in the fridge. I put it in the fridge a couple of times. Oh. <laughs> just because people go down for midnight snacks, snacks a lot in my house. So mm. I was just like picturing someone opening <laughs> the fridge. So that's something else. Like. Did you freak everyone out a lot? Oh, they Did all they got kind of you? tired of it in the end. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> In my mum's loft, I think she may have got rid of them, but she had these dolls that were like, like the size of my mm. son. Oh. And they were in the loft. They, I can't remember. She said they used to be like mine, but I distinctly remember I would never have played with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they got given to us and I refused to play with them or whatever. And anyway, yep. they've been in the loft for quite a while. And whenever my mum would send me and my brother up in the loft, we would hang them down, like, by the legs and go, and <laughs> she'd get fall off the ladder every time. <laughs> Even though she must have known that it was coming after a yeah. while, because we would do it every time. Yeah. And then, um, recently I had these, like, I had a Halloween party at my house once. This is before I knew you. I was going to say, yeah. were you there? But no. Um, when I lived with my mum at my mum's house. And I had these really, really creepy bats and they were hanging in the loft and we used to drop them down on it. And they actually have come home with me now because yeah. she's sick of them. So <laughs> I had them out because I was like, I'll put them up at Halloween. Mm. And my son's so scared of them, I've had to put them in a box. <laughs> I'm going to show you Mother, them. those are cursed. Put I'm going to show you um, their little face when we're done recording All right, yeah. Episode. I'm looking forward it's to really it. It's really creepy. Yeah. It's really good. I can't wait to scare people to walk past my house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they were the YA horrors. Yep. Now, uh, mixed media horror, which obviously that night film could have easily come into. Yeah. First one, full disclosure, I haven't actually finished it. House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. I think it's a cursed book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been reading it for a few months and I have to keep putting it down. I 
think it might be cursed. No, it's not really cursed. But uh, so I am prematurely putting it on this list because okay. I haven't finished it. So technically, okay. I can't recommend it. But I do recommend it for creepy vibes, okay. even though I haven't finished it. So are you putting it down because it's too creepy or just because you've got... It's just kind of creepy. Okay. Yeah. So it's entirely mixed media. I'm going to show you it and then I'll have to try and describe it for people. All right. Maybe but I'll do the describing. Just look up a... I'm not even that far in it and I've been reading it for months. God, that is a chonker though. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So it's... Oh, I have seen this online. Yeah. So it is a story about... Oh. Um, oh so... A guy whose life is a bit not together makes friends with a guy, a, a, an older man, who lives in his... Let me just double check. I need to get some names or it's just not going to work. Okay, so a guy called Johnny. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously I'm just going to be like, a guy, a guy, a guy. <laughs> this a, guy and that guy. A guy called Johnny makes friends with a man that lives in his building called Zampino, Zam, Zampano. Zampano tells him about this story he found, which is like a story about a haunted house. Zampano has been going through the book, annotating it and adding in notes yeah. and stuff. And so this this director, he's an old director, wrote this story about his haunted house. Zampano found the manuscript and went through annotating it and adding footnotes yeah. in. And then Johnny inherited it and he went through reading it and adding in his own annotations and footnotes so the book itself is not only a book that f kind of delves into yeah. the insanity of a haunted house by which i mean tony's flicking for it right now yeah by which i mean some of the text is backwards there's some in different colors in weird like boxes yeah it's all very uh crazy mixed yeah. media risk and, there's, and like, type um stuff as well like yeah and made um, from a typewriter and then it also has very large footnotes that go off on tangent stories from the people that have noted it. Oh. And not just that, but like Johnny may do footnotes around Zampano's notes. Oh, God. So it is... It is no wonder that's taking crazy. you. Yeah. So there is two ways you can read it. You can either read the main story all the way through and then come back and do all of the footnotes. Or you can read it all as you go along. So I've been trying to do it all as I go along. Yeah. But you do... You really have to pay attention. So it is enjoyable. It is yeah. creepy. But I haven't finished it, so I can't yeah. say whether it's a good book or not. But it's good that's so far. Yeah. But yeah. Like Tony just had a flick through it. It's a bit crazy. Um, and then there's like a glossary at the end and then there's um at the end they have um collages and obituaries and things like that from different pages and they have appendixes that Ooh. shows you like sketches that are referred to in the in the book or quotes that are referred to or poems that are referred to so you flick backwards and forwards during oh, the book a yeah, lot yeah that seems like a lot of hard it's work. an undertaking apparently it's very very good which yeah. is why I'm pushing through. Well, not pushing through because it is enjoyable when I'm reading it. It just, just takes a lot of your concentration. Yeah, I yeah. can't sit there and just read it. Like, if I take it, I was reading it before bed and I was literally reading like two pages and I was like, I'm done. I need to put it down now. Mm -hmm. like, so I've not got very far at all in it. I don't even, I think that that might even be how far I've got. And yeah. I've been reading it for months. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Good book, perhaps. That's a good one. Who knows? Right, next one is Horror Store by Grady Hendrix. Ah, Told you Grady Hendrix. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you this book as well. 
Oh, that's another. So this one is a. I it's like an IKEA. It's a horror book set yeah. in a. It's a, it's not an IKEA for <laughs> uh, <laughs> for libel reasons. For sh- it's just set in a shmikea. Yeah, but it's set in a uh, in an IKEA. So <laughs> it's called Orsk, and like the book is set up like a catalogue, as Tony's seen when she yeah. So at the beginning, it's got like fake order forms and stuff, and each chapter at the beginning has a fake advert for a fake product and the products get creepier and creepier as you go along as the book gets creepier and creepier so it's about this orsk store and they keep having weird things happen at night like graffiti happens and stuff like that yeah and they're convinced that someone's like sneaking in and you know just messing with the store so some of the colleagues, employees, get roped into staying overnight to try and catch the person that's doing it. Mm. Um, however, the thing that's doing it is very supernatural and demony, and it descends very quickly into chaos. It actually, surprisingly, because it is a comedy as well, all Grady Hendrix books okay. have a comedy element surprisingly it is probably one of the creepiest books i've actually read like there were some scenes in it that gave me serious shivers but it's enjoyable to read i mean yeah this does look really really enjoyable oh so like the description of that one yeah so that gets really really fucked up right submit to the panic fear and helplessness of drowning with the hope of death a distant dream like Really escaped from the last one that yeah. I stopped so like, to read. <laughs> yeah, so like the first hey. one will be just like a sofa and then a little description of a sofa like you'd expect an Ikea catalogue and then it just gets dark and dark and dark. So there's like one of them that's like a treadmill with spikes on it or something. And yeah. Yeah, Oof. really, really good. Really Clever, creepy. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's his vibe. Like, Oh yeah, and then if you look at the back. Oh, okay. So it's like the front scene is like an Ikea catalogue scene and then the back scene is like... It, it all like rotten and creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good book. Really, really recommend. Mm. And the next one is a YA called Rules of Vanishing, which I've got to say is one of my top tier books. Okay. I reread it this year and it lived up. In fact, may have even been better than the first time I read it. It's by Kate Alice Marshall. I've mentioned this. Yes, we've discussed I think so. this. Yeah, I like horror books. I like to mention the ones I like a lot. <laughs> so it's about a game that happens in this small town that apparently if you go to this particular place and recite this certain poem on a particular night yep, yep. holding the hand of someone yep. a road will appear that will take you well no one really knows but yeah. a road will appear and you walk the road and so these people try it because one of their best friends tried it the year before and disappeared so yeah. they like, right, let's try it and see if we can find her. So they go through this road. Turns out to be a real place. It's like all creepy. Once you start the road, you can't leave the road or you will die. And they quickly realise that it's real. Yeah, and you can't, I think you remember you saying you can't lose your partner. If your partner dies, you're stuck there forever. And like... Yeah, so you can't leave. If you somehow make it to the end, there's seven gates. If you somehow make it to the end, you can't cross the last gate without a partner anyway. It's like there's certain points that you need to hold hands with your partner. If you let go, one of you could die, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really, really creepy. Really, really good. 
And the mixed media yeah. element is that it's interspersed with police reports and police interviews mm. of the kids, like some of the kids after the fact or leading up to the fact. Um, blah blah blah. Yeah, really, really good. Yep. Like Sounds it. Like a good one. Yep. So a couple of translated books that I think are great. So The Vegetarian by Hang Kang, and it's translated by Deborah Smith. I also have a review of this on my TikTok. So this is a retelling of a Shakespeare story, but I don't know which one it is. Okay. I just remember some... Describe it to me and I maybe I'll guess. It's set in Korea, and it follows a woman who is very, like, as a person, is very submissive. Kind of like the ideal Korean woman, I think. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she's always done what she's told. She's a good girl, you know, she lived with her parents and then she got married moved in with her husband he's taught he always taught like if it split between three and it follows the point of view of three people around her but never her okay so never hear her point of view even though it's all about her and her body effectively That's a point in mm. itself isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> so um like her husband makes a point of describing how she's like the perfect wife except her boobs are a bit small and if they're be bigger like the other co-workers wife's boobs it'd be better or something like this like yeah. it's all very much about her body and she one night has a horrible nightmare she doesn't you don't hear the night what happened in the nightmare because you don't follow her point of view at any yeah. point but you know there's lots of blood the next day she decides she'll no longer eat meat yeah so she will be a vegetarian which is quite not the norm for the korean culture yeah and it's kind of about how everyone reacts to that and how they react to her knowing those details. So her husband doesn't like it. She starts to lose weight because of it. And so he's unimpressed. And then he has like elements of spousal rape in it. Like this, the whole book is about how people treat her body and don't care about her basically right okay so the first third follows her husband's point of view the middle one is her brother-in-law and the last one is her sister the main character who i believe is unnamed no 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 she does have a name actually in this i can't remember what it is but it's very rarely used it's like my wife my sister-in-law my yeah, sister yeah. which again all means a lot yeah and it's a her mental health plummets throughout the book yeah and that's kind of i can't really say much more the okay. horror of it is very much about how she's treated and her mental health yeah yeah so it's very realism yeah. horror yeah very good i don't know what's obviously worse. i'm saying that about all of them but <laughs> i don't know what's worse it's supernatural horror or realism horror i think realism horror yeah i don't know I yeah. guess that one would stay with you a bit more in the daytime. Yeah. Of like... And there's a horror YouTuber I follow who I really like, but she... So she doesn't find home invasion scary... Home invasion films scary. And she's like, it's just not realistic, but she finds ghosts and poltergeists scary. Okay. Which I find funny because I'm like, but, but home invasion but like, is more realistic. Real. Yeah, in America especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, I just don't find it very scary. It's not realistic. And I was sitting there like, 
That scares me so much, the idea of yeah. the strangers that they, when they're like, why did you do this to us? And they're like, because you answered the door. And I'm like, that is scary. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> and the other one, I've actually spoken about this a lot as well, so I won't go too much into it. Tender is the Flesh. Yep, I remember Augustina that one. By Translator is Sarah Moses. What would happen if we could no longer eat any animal meat without it killing us and we proved human consumption? Yeah. And then mm. the book, in very graphic detail, outlined uh, how we treated the hum- how we treat the humans, i.e., how we treat animals currently. Yeah. 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 If you read that and don't give up meat for a few days at least i will be shocked (laughs) like i just think you must have very little empathy if you don't really sit down and think this is how we treat yeah animals yeah yeah i can imagine that makes it very like visceral and real and it's very gory and very Mm. yeah the descriptions are visceral yeah definitely yeah like yeah no no thank you (laughs) <laughs> but also read it yep <laughs> so we're down to the last bits we're doing well <laughs> this is a long one. Uh, <laughs> some horror comics i got three suggestions so firstly anything by jinji ito that's it okay Just pick up anything by jinji ito all right great stuff he can draw serious creepy things that give you nightmares the nail biter series by joshua williamson and the illustrator is mike henderson <laughs> It's about a small town in America that has had, like, a disproportionate amount of serial killers come from it. I think there's been, like, 27 serial killers or something like that. Is that a real fact or a story fact? In the story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But potentially based on something real. And so it's, like, about... uh, It's kind of... I mean, it's an ongoing series still. There's They completed the arc... But now they've got a new one called Nailbiter Returns. And the main serial killer is the most recent one, is the Nailbiter, who is so into chewing nails, he chews, kidnaps people and chews their nails, but he doesn't stop. So he, like, ends up chewing all their fingers off, like this kind of stuff. It follows kind of like two people-ish. So there's a disgraced FBI guy who is kind of under investigation because he was trying to find the whereabouts of, I think some children from a serial killer and he beat him to a bloody pulp so he's under investigation right and a friend of his who who is a retired fbi guy was in this town investigating it to write a book and then he goes missing okay so this guy comes to town to try and find his friend and then it's also kind of from the point of view of a teenage girl who's in the town and just wants to get out and but she also wants to know if like because she grew up in the town is there any chance that she could be a serial killer Oh, okay. And then there's the nail biter who has recently been released from prison. He's just moved back to the town. So kind of like... Okay, okay. And then try and get to the bottom of it. There's also, like, a guy who's opened up a serial killer museum in the town and he sells merchandise. Of course, and he's like, yeah. you know, capitalism, baby. Like, yeah, re- it's really fun. It's the, it sounds like it could the be images a graphic, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the killers, like, the what the killers they come up with are really good as well. Like, there's, like, the blonde, either, she's just called the blonde or she's called the blonde bombshell. I think she's just called the blonde. And she, um, 
She kills men that catcall her. <laughs> Stuff like that. Right, like, okay. The serial yeah. killers are just fantastic. Um, and it turns out these serial killers like date back to like, you know, Puritan era in this town. Okay. So, yeah, they're trying to find out basically what, is it a DNA thing? Is it just a breeding ground? Like um, a culture thing. Yeah, yeah, nature versus nurture, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Is it like a burial grounds? You know, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's a comic called Witches by Scott Snyder and Jock Waterstones. I recommend it, but prepare to be angry if you do read it because. They've never finished the series and they're not going to. So there's only oh, one no. one issue. Yeah. But I need no more. Ending. And it's so beautifully drawn. The artwork in it is stunning. Okay. And it's really creepy. It's about like this town where there's like, a, there's something creepy in the woods and it could be witches or whatever. And like you follow someone that gets devoured by a tree and oh it's just okay. so good and creepy and i'm really pissed off they haven't finished the season or com- continued with yeah. it and i think they've outright said they're not going to write anymore even Aww. though it ends it ends on a cliffhanger it's ready for the next book but they've just decided not to do it. i think they've lost interest and gone on to something else which screams to me i hate you so much yeah or, like, that's a marketing technique in itself. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. So, yeah, anything by Image Comics is Image Horror. Pick them up. And then the, just one last one. Just an honourable mention. And then we made it. And it's by Stephen Graham Jones, who I've already mentioned. Yep. The Only Good Indians. It doesn't really fit under any of the other categories I okay. mentioned. But it's such a bloody good book. It's kind of like, I would say, at its heart, it's kind of a book about family trauma a generational trauma okay you know how like they've discovered that trauma goes down through your dna yeah so it's kind of like not really but kind of those kind of vibes um say stephen graham jones is an indigenous man And he writes a lot of his books kind of based around, I think he's from the Blackfoot community, and he writes a lot of them based around um, their culture and stuff. So I think a lot of people, if you haven't read any indigenous books before, if you've only read Western books, you can struggle with it. And I think he's quite a good bridge Mm. because indigenous books are very very different yeah to western books yeah and you can struggle with it yeah if you're Um, just completely unfamiliar with yeah yeah yeah. and i think that particularly the only good indians is a good bridge so it follows a group of four men who when they were teenagers they went hunting on the ground that wasn't for them so on the reservation they have the general hunting ground then they have the hunting ground that's just for the elders right and it's a little bit more kind of sacred and they went into the elders hunting ground yeah and they shot a doe and they don't find out until they're skinning her that she was pregnant so she actually had a baby doe which is not not okay obviously at all and it kind of it's about when they're adults and they're still haunted by that okay and um and the haunting becomes a very physical and tangible haunting. Okay. Uh, right. 
yeah, it's just really, really good. So I can't really, yeah. Yeah, well, it's kind it's of all I can yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really good, really, really creepy. Yeah, I can highly recommend. Yeah. I've spoken for like nearly two hours. I know. Horror books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. You led the way. I need to have loads of water before we do do another one. <laughs> yeah, we have um, we've switched from doing weekly recording to like recording a bunch in a row. We don't know if it. We're gonna see if it works, basically. Yeah, test um, it and see. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need um, okay. like a little break. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that you pick up some of these and they spook you out. If you pick up any, please let me know and anywhere. Or if you have any horror recommendations, yeah, tell she us will on read Instagram. Them for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. We hope this gets you through Spooktober. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next Bye. time. for listening check out the link tree in our instagram bio for our blogs tiktoks and our own instagrams